Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, just Matt Mosley, and uh, thank you to everyone you just heard from. In fact, Monday we have a new sponsor coming on with us, a new partner, and so pleased and excited about that. Of course, our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. There is a big announcement coming from CNB, and I've got to wait till it becomes official, but uh, we want to be, uh, we'll be very excited to share that news with you. The uh, Central National Bank just had kind of its year-end or, or uh, oh, once-a-year big meeting, and then, of course, there's a holiday Monday. Aaron, have you talked to management? I have not heard from anybody do we do we take President's Day off here at um, here at ESPN Central Texas? I have to assume we're off that day, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> oh, Aaron, we're working Monday. Is that what you're trying to tell me? All right, all right, we can do that. We can do that if necessary, uh, and um, we enjoy it. And we'll be reacting, of course, to all sorts of Baylor basketball and. We've got some interesting things lined up today, um, and Aaron, take a peek, if you don't mind. Uh, I, I did want to announce, always like announcing our Schmaltz's winner, so peek through your files there if you have it, because I would love to get the name. Yesterday, Aaron came up with a tough question, which was, oh, man, what what was it, Aaron? Was it like, I'm trying to think even what the correct answer was. What was your trivia question yesterday for Schmaltz's involving uh, women's basketball? Mm. I think Aaron is looking right now. I'm shuffling to, uh, papers. It yeah, was uh, career games played, the, the record for career games played. The uh, record for career games played. Frank Shearer was the winner. Oh, Frank won. Okay, say his last name again. Shearer. Oh, Shearer, Frank Shearer. Okay, kind of like the famous uh, comedian and actor Harry Shearer, but this is Frank Shearer. And uh, Frank, way to play, man. And uh, thanks, Aaron, for uh, for looking that up real quickly. Sometimes these uh, these things come in on the text line, so you can imagine how many texts we get during a day. Uh, always, by the way, feel free to, to weigh in. We love looking and, and reading things that come in on the text line. They amuse us. Sometimes they make us mad. They hurt our feelings. No, I'm just kidding. Nothing. You have to have feelings before you can have hurt feelings. So nothing nothing ever hurts my feelings. 254-662-1660 is the CNC Collision Center text line. If you want to weigh in, and that was uh, Frank was able to win two free sandwiches because he was able to come up with the all-time leader in uh, most games in NCAA, and and that's uh, our own Jordan Lewis, who is now in her sixth year. Right, she's so not quite there yet, but she needs three games. 
Yeah, three games. I know. I know. I uh, you're right. She but but the winner was how much? What was the what was the actual winning answer? How many games was it? One fifty eight. She's at one fifty five right now. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> 158. Now, Aaron, I don't know if you've gotten to uh, review our latest Hour Time episode, but uh, that that she was featured in it. Actually, I guess that was Jamie Asbury, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Jamie Asbury was featured, and, and that was really an interesting story on what her family's been through, coming from Tulsa, playing at Oklahoma State, uh, losing her mom in uh, to cancer in 2014 i think it was but anyway just a tough tough thing that uh, that that she went through but i mean just inspiring as well just a really cool there's some players on this team that's the best thing about uh, about the our time thing is you just get to you hear more about the the players and all that kind of stuff and then um, apparently still haven't gotten to see it yet but uh, a member of this program was featured in the uh, last episode, Aaron, it may be a stretch to say I was featured, but at least, uh, and apparently, according to sources, I was—I had my sunglasses on at the press conference. I'm sure the, all the the people across the country wondering why, and a, and a a reporter would have his uh, sunglasses on indoors, and it's really uh, there's really no great explanation for it, but that was the. Uh, have you noticed, Aaron, that that Curtis Quillen does a blog on all the hour time episodes? What did why now I, I meant to ask Curtis at some point. I, maybe I'll ask him today. Why um why he's doing I mean, like it, it's an interesting choice to make. Like a whole blog just on the hour time and he kind of breaks down the episodes. Now, Aaron, do you ever do that for your favorite TV shows? Do you ever go and, like, read a recap immediately, like, after you watch one of your favorite shows to kind of see maybe, like, if you missed anything or some of the explanations? Do you ever do that? No. Um, <laughs> I used to. Yeah, I really – I used to years ago, but not anymore. I either <laughs> watch reason, them or I don't. The reason I always expect your answer to be no. That I don't know. I don't know why that is. But, um, Aaron, the recaps. I used to like – I used to uh, – and what's funny is, have you ever watched a show, you know, like w- several years after it was popular? Like uh, I watched Breaking Bad <laughs> about five or six years after it. It's always an interesting situation when you're the only you, when you're watching it. It's like it's very meaningful to you, but you realize everybody else has watched this show like five or six years before. Aaron, what TV show did you do like that that you missed? When it was on live, but you went back and watched it years later. Uh, Breaking Bad was one of them. Okay. That was actually the last one that I did that with because, you know, it's kind of daunting when you look at it and it's like, oh, five seasons. That's a lot of TV. But <laughs> it was worth it. Though. Great show. I also did that yeah. with The uh, with the Wire, and oh, I also wow. did that with NCIS after it had been on about five seasons. That was back when Netflix would send you <laughs> – the DVDs in the mail instead of everything being digital. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Netflix, would we, remind me, do we have to send those back to Netflix somehow? Uh-huh. Yeah, they would, I, they would send you a postage paid envelope, you'd watch it, and then send it back. You could keep it 
I mean, basically as long as you want, but you couldn't get more uh-huh. movies or TV shows until them. you return those. So do we kind of feel like Netflix has changed their their delivery system a little bit? Like, <laughs> do, you ever, <laughs> do you ever wonder to yourself, like, how Netflix and Amazon Prime, I mean, it, they pay millions upon, even, I think, approaching the B word, billion. And then now they have rights to the NFL. Like, does it ever occur to you, like, hey, where does all this money come from? I mean, I, I, I'm sure they're doing fine, but it just seems to be an endless, huge, I mean, I guess it's Silicon Valley money, some of it. But the, the streaming sites, you know, meanwhile, we got, like, people, oh, what's going to happen to network TV and this and that? And what's going to happen to this? And what's going to happen to ESPN? And you got Netflix. We know where the Amazon Prime money comes from, but it's just it's just wild to me that it's just like it, it's nothing for them now to spend ten, twenty, fifty million dollars on like an original series that people may or may not watch. Have you ever noticed that? Like if you're surfing Amazon Prime, like there are just shows on there that I would not in a million years dream of watching in the amount of money they've spent on those things. All right. It is. Um, the Matt Mosley Show, <clears throat> ESPN Central Texas, and uh, I better get back to sports, Aaron. I, the other day, I uh, it, it, someone in management mentioned to me, Matt. Now, what? What a, were you? That wasn't what I heard the other day. Y'all weren't really talking about sports. <laughs> does that sound like anybody to you, Aaron? <laughs> they does that? Do you, do you think you could identify who that was that might have said that to me? That could have been a long list. Yeah, no, no, this is a one man. This is one particular person. But, no, we appreciate everybody, uh, and, and we do love talking sports. And today we've got some uh, 420, Alan Hare, the, uh, well, longtime Slato coach. I mean, that was my place. That was my school. I mean, I didn't go there, but I, I had that was kind of my adopted because uh, I spent a lot of time in Slato. That was my adopted local high school and Alan Hare's leaving us and he's going to go he's taking his talents to Colleen Colleen um, Chaparral and, and that's a new school opening that that this is all fascinating to me because and Ward Whites and I were talking about this earlier today Aaron it used to be when you got a brand new school you would kind of have to play one of those what they'd call like almost like a a non-district the whole year, kind of like an outlaw type. You just have to put something together. Even like a brand-new team might even have to play some JV teams along the way. And that's that's used to how you would break in a new school. Nowadays, <laughs> some of these schools we were talking about, like whether it be Timberview or Lake Ridge up in, uh, up in Mansfield. I mean, Lake Belton's obviously already really good. I mean, Aaron, have you noticed that, how these schools can – open one day in like either that same season or the next season they're competing for the district title in some cases even playing for like state football titles I, it used to be kind of like you know Sam Houston State or somebody making a jump okay we're going to go play division one now like it takes several years Liberty decided that a few years ago for them to be competitive and in high school now because of the very nature of how this is done you, I mean, there's no 
there's no there's nothing to suggest that Colleen Chaparral, especially with a great coach like Alan Hare, uh, Aaron, I I wouldn't be shocked if they're competing in the next two years for a district title. Now Belton is in that district, and Belton is really really good. I think that Leander team is it Leander Rouse uh, might be good, but isn't it amazing, Aaron, how we we remember what it used to be for a brand new school as opposed to what it's like now yeah you're right it's totally different and and as you said not only can they compete for district titles right away you see some of them um, competing for state championships or getting close to it within the first year or two so it's pretty incredible i believe what was it denton geyer uh maybe two years after they opened were playing for state championship or close to it yeah you're right i mean I can still remember Denton Ryan feeling like a new school, and they got great at football and were tremendous. And I'm trying to think who their coach was. Maybe Joey Florence was the big-time coach there at Denton Ryan. And then Geyer became uh, incredible. Love all this. Love talking about it. I don't love Salado losing Allen, so he will have to answer for this uh, coming up at 420. Allen, why are you forsaking us? Those of us that are Salado residents, please, please do not leave us. I'm hoping he'll change his mind. Aaron, do you think I could change his mind? I'm going to try because he's a Salado boy. I mean, he's a Salado-born, Salado high school graduate. The, the, the story was supposed to be Allen finishes up his career at Salado. But the big city lights of Colleen came calling, and so Allen is leaving us. Again, he'll join us at um, – here in about five or six minutes, and then chilling with Quillen will happen at five o'clock. Now, breaking news today, Aaron. The um, I mean, so surprising that college football couldn't figure something out. The expanded playoff that we were kind of excited about, the twelve-team playoff. Aaron, you were excited. I mean, we were all excited. I mean, obviously for Baylor, Baylor finishes fifth this year, two-loss team, but uh, finished. 12-2 and two and 5th in the country, and so they would have been solidly in the expanded playoff. But much like they were back in 2014, they would have finished one spot out of the college football playoff, um, you know, finishing 5th. Still unbelievable what they did. Well, college football, in all its wisdom, has decided that it can't get this new deal done and so they will have the exact same four-spot college football playoff through 2025, and then the new system will start in 2026. And, Aaron, and feel free, by the way, I know you'll probably lead your campus confidential with a lot of this, but I, I, I just find it, uh, I find it interesting. Did you see the SEC quote today? The SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, basically like, well, I mean, why would we think this was a failure? We we pretty much win this thing every year, so or at least have somebody or one or two teams in the college football playoff every year, so we don't feel too bad about this. Well, thanks, Greg. Thanks. Because it was your conference's decision to, um, to take in Texas at OU that led to all this. But, uh, Aaron, if you had to have anger toward anybody on this, would it be ACC? the alliance as a whole, or would you direct your anger at the SEC? Um, 
No, I mean, ACC and the Pac-12 are the ones that, that held it up. And I understand. agree that the not whole that, reason this is happening is because of what the SEC did, right? Well, yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, it, it makes no sense for the two uh, conferences in the weakest position, in the worst position, to actually get teams in a four-team playoff to vote against expansion. They're get, it's like, you know the old saying, cutting off your nose to spite your face. Well, there's going to be an SEC team in the play, four-team playoff every year. And there's been almost certainly going to be a Big Ten team. But if if last year was any indication, the Pac-12 won't sniff the playoffs. And unless Clemson goes undefeated, neither will the ACC. You're right. Now, the way I like to phrase this, though, Aaron, is the Big 12 did have a representative in the college football playoff. This, your, this your old buddy Bob. <laughs> What's that? No, no, I'm saying Cincinnati. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about with the no, committee, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the committee. Bob was right in the middle of it. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think uh, Aaron, it wouldn't shock me, Aaron, if you end up blaming Bob for the whole, uh, the whole, the whole thing. But for right now, Aaron has his ire, ire, I R E, directed toward the Pac-12 and the ACC. Okay, now it's time to visit with the new coach at Colleen Chaparral, a man leaving. The most beautiful, one of the most beautiful towns in Texas, Salado. Let's ask Alan Hare what made him make this decision. That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be a cold night. Lows dropping to 27 degrees. And your weekend outlook looks pretty good. Mostly sunny skies. It'll be warmer tomorrow, 66. And on Sunday, we start with some sunshine. A lot of clouds moving by lunch with a high of 72. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us March 3rd live from Rudy's and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. 
At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texas safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. For most of the people that walk in our store, it's been an ongoing, nonstop issue. They're searching, they're, they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was going to help solve their problem and it didn't. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14, where have you been? For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store. Goodfeet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks beat the New Orleans Pelicans on the road 125 to 118 last night. Baylor softball has their home opener this weekend, starting with Oregon. You can hear those games on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball starts their season tonight with a three-game series hosting Maryland. First pitch tonight at 630, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number seven, Baylor basketball in action tomorrow hosting TCU in the Farrell Center. It's an 11 a.m. tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And number seven, Baylor women will finish a back-to-back with TCU in Fort Worth tomorrow, a 1 o'clock tip, and you can catch that game on 104.9 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Baylor Club. Thank you for what you do. Can't wait to be there next Friday. Going to be at the Baylor Club broadcasting. Right now, we welcome on Coach Alan Hare, athletic director um, and uh, the head football coach at Salado. 
And boy, but I gotta say, former now, Alan, you uh, that was quite a surprise the other day. I that is not how I wanted to be greeted by my man Curtis uh, Quillen with the news <laughs> that uh, Alan Hare was. I'm always happy for you when you get new opportunities and all that. But we, you know how much I love Salado, and I know how much you love Salado. Uh, first of all, I, I should say congratulations to you. <laughs> and second, I appreciate that. <laughs> how how had uh, how how difficult was this for you, Alan, to uh, to to come to this decision? Because obviously you've had some great success there in Salado, and I know the community means so much to you. Yes, sir. Well, you know, opportunities come and go. You know, three things uh, that that once they come and you don't use them, you know, you don't get them back. Time, words, and opportunity. And so it was an opportunity uh, that I could not pass up. Um, uh, you know, I always strive. You, you just don't want to be typical, and sometimes being typical, you know, just gets you average results. I don't want to be average, so therefore I want to be, you know, in a scenario to go take on a challenge. Well, you remind me of another former Stephenville coach. Uh, or uh, when when I hear some of the words you're saying right there, that uh, I I hear what you're saying. You you get you know, in, in probably you're at a point in your career. It's like, hey, if I'm going to try something new. This would be this would be the time to do it. Um, obviously, staying in the area. Tell me that the you know having started you you've been around programs that are kind of you had to do turnarounds or things you kind of have to get started and all that. What what about opening a new school really uh, really jumps at you and kind of got the juices going? Well, you know. When I was able to meet the people in Colleen and, and uh, Coach Wells and, and the principal Gina Brown and and the the way I felt like we related and, and the, the goals of alignment of uh, being relational, you know, and uh, you know it's all about player, not necessarily performance. And so we we hit it off, and and uh, they've got great aspirations for the new standards at um, Chaparral High School. And so to come in there and, and set the the standard and the foundation. And to be a part of that, that's a chance of a lifetime for a coach to walk in somewhere that's never been used, never been done, uh, never had a player in the locker room, you know. And so intriguing, uh, fun, and also understanding that um, it's going to take some work. But anytime you have a vision and a, and some work involved, that becomes a goal. So our goal is to, to get that thing going, uh, you know, as quick as we can. What, what about that community is, is uh, I mean, it's a big community. Um, it, it is somewhat of a, a community that comes and goes because of the military base, and it, it's, you know, well-documented there. But what, what it kind of, in addition to the school and the facilities and all the things that come with that, what, what is it about, uh, I mean, you've lived in uh, Central Texas for a long time, spent a lot of your life there. What is it about that clean community uh, that, that intrigues you? Well, you know, I was able to coach here in 99, 2000. Um, I was at clean, clean high. And I got to mm-hmm. meet kids from that had never been out of the city limits. And then I got to meet some kids that were from all over the world. And, uh, you know, I learned just as much from them as, as I'm sure they did from me, or they probably learned less from me, but no, it was just a <laughs> incredible experience of the dynamics of meeting and have, you know, the, sitting those relationship you know, basics with those types of kiddos. And so uh, they need good, strong, positive role models as well. And so when, when you open up a new school with that number of kids and, and just hope that to, to be able to have an impact on them and, and 
that, that cast a bigger, uh, you know, I guess uh, a bigger net as far as what you, you can affect or impact. But, you know, you mentioned Salado. I'm very fond of Salado. I, uh, you know, I, I've been here seven years this, this month and, you know, I was here six years previous. So I've spent half my career here. And so uh, being able to come back and be the head football coach of, of in my hometown and for the school that I was assistant at and the school that I played for, um, you know, that was very re- rewarding. And, and uh, that also is, is a chance of a lifetime. So I was able to do that. Uh, my youngest son is graduating and, and going off to school. And I felt like, you know, if I was ever going to go be non-typical, you know, do something different. Now's the time. And I, again, I, you know, I just felt led to do it and uh, motivated to do it. And then once I spoke to those people over there and, and got to know them, I, uh, good Lord, I, ju- I just felt like he was saying, hey, this is this is the plan. Alan here joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, uh, leaving Salado to go to Colleen Chaparral. Uh, Alan, are you going to go easy on maybe – going over to the shed or some of your some of our favorite spots in Salado Johnny's or whatever until uh it let kind of let a week go by I bet there's some uh I bet there's some sad folks uh in in uh in Salado today yeah today uh yesterday wasn't very good timing yesterday we hosted a powerlifting meet and I'm also head <laughs> powerlifting coaching so uh yeah. you know I'd ask some parents for help and uh concession stand help and uh uh I'm not going to give any names, but I had some mamas gave me gave me some hard times, and uh, <laughs> after they after they got it off, <laughs> after they got it out, then they apologized to me that maybe they were a little rough, but you know I can handle it. I understand it's their children, you know, and and they want the best, and, and so did I. Um, in a career where you do so much for other people's families, sometimes uh, you got to align it where you got to take care of yours as well. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna you know, put my name in to be married anytime soon, or, uh, I won't be going into Johnny's, uh, for a while. And, and I'll probably wear a hat, some, some shades into Brookshire's, but, or maybe just drive the belt. So I don't have to face it, but, uh, I don't like letting anybody down. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't like disappointing anyone, but I did have some parents not make eye contact with me. And, and, uh, you could tell there was a little bit of uh, callousness there. And I, I, I get it. You know why? Cause that's their child, but at least, at least, uh, you know, I get that type of greeting and then, uh, you know, for sale sign and uh, a promotion to, hey, get on out of here. Um, so um, I felt like that um, they, you know, they handled it the best they could. And, and our kids are great. And, you know, I, I was able to speak with them and, and uh, tell them that they, they I'm, I, I thank them for giving me the opportunity because uh, they're the ones that bought in and worked hard and uh, we were successful. And when we're successful, that provided an opportunity for me to, to have a chance at Chaparral. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, going 11 and two. I mean, those 12. I think he had the 12 win season. I mean, those were some really uh, tremendous teams. And they, of course, before you got there, I think it had maybe seven consecutive seasons not in the playoffs. It had not gone that well. So I, I think, yes. uh, I yes. think in time, time is what heals some of those things. And uh, and and you know, it's just frustrating. I mean, you've seen how Chris Beard's been treated back in uh, yeah. Lubbock where he did a great job and, and uh, it's it's difficult for people but I think like you say after a while some of those same people 
will probably thank you and and uh, and and feel a little differently. But you can understand. It sounds like you've got a great uh, uh, perspective on it. Tell me about Chaparral, like what you're expecting. Uh, people can choose what schools they want to go to uh, in Colleen, open enrollment, I believe we call that. I, that. That's fascinating to me. I mean, you know, you, in, in fact, if I were going there, I'd want to go to the new facilities, the new school, the newest things. That would be the most exciting to me. How, how do you even sort of know who's all going to show up and, and as you start to kind of think about what kind of uh, athletes you're going to have? Yes, sir. That's a that's a great question. I know that uh, we plan on open opening this summer for strength conditioning and getting that rolling. Um, so we won't be ready before then. My goal is I start a week from Monday of, of visiting some of the campuses and see who's interested in Chaparral High School. And um, you know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes with, with the other schools as well. Um, and, and 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 you know, I understand that uh, some kids have already informed their schools of where they're going. You know, and, and they've let the team's director know of, of their intentions of where they're going to enroll. And so if they've decided to enroll, I will be reaching out to them and, and, number one, trying to put a name with a face and go meet them and let them know a little bit about, uh, you know, what we're going to be about over there. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to build those relationships. And so, um, yeah, that, that um, that's exciting on one hand. On the, on the, on the you know, flip side of that, that's, a, uh, you know, kind of the unknown. You know, I, I don't really know. And so um, I'll draw from experience of doing that before, uh, try to provide them uh, an opportunity to, you know, give them an advantage and then, of course, believe in them. And if we can do those two things for kids, I think the uh, X's and O's will really will really work out. But no matter what, if they play one player or 100 plays over there at Chaparral, uh, I want them to be a better person before they're a better player. And, and if we can do that, we can impact the world. And so that's what's coaching all about is impacting and if if uh, you know they say in an average lifetime mo- most people will meet 10,000 people and only impact 10 a coach has a far more uh, a broad area to, to be able to impact and change change lives and then of course that changes the world yeah that's uh, I think you, it, it is inspiring it is a unique community and a proud community and I think it'll be fun Tell me uh, your thoughts on um, this, uh, talking to Alan Hare, new coach over at Colleen Chaparral, uh, about this new district. I, I was, your change made me kind of go back and start looking at, okay, now where, who exactly do they have? The, the Pflugerville schools, of course, Belton's involved. Uh, so you're still, you're familiar with a lot of these schools, having uh, been around the area a long time. What do you, uh, I mean, it's hard to even know whether you're going to be able to compete or not right out of the shoot because you don't even know what kids you have yet. But what do you think of the, the competition when you start kind of looking it up and down? Yeah, there's some great great coaches all across the board in, in, in the district. And, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know if we if we can. But I know that uh, we control what Chaparral does. And so they'll be the hardest people on – Chaparral's the hardest people on our schedule because we got to overcome ourselves. And so um, – you know, looking top to bottom, very balanced. I, I, you know, well, Josh Mann's been – he opened Rouse High School and is still there. Uh, so I may pick his brain. He probably won't give me too much, being that we're competing against each other. Um, Pflugerville, Pflugerville Conley, uh, Waco University is uh, – you know, I think they're doing a much better job than several years ago. Um, Elgin, they had a new coach last year. Uh, Belton's Coach Sniffin and, 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 and that pro- very proud program of, of always putting a team on the field that's going to compete. Um, and so I don't know if we can, you know, 
Uh, I'm not, I can't, you know, I can't worry about them because the only person on the schedule I can worry about is ourselves. And so uh, mm-hmm. if we have 11 show up, <laughs> which I think we're going to have more, uh, we're going to try to prepare them and uh, go compete. And, uh, you know, the, the, it gives me kind of goosebumps for those guys to be able to run out on the field for the first time and represent yeah. a new high school in clean ISD. How, how do you uh, envision putting this staff together? You obviously have people that you, you feel great about, have been with you at Salado. I'm sure some of those folks might even get a look there in Salado. And, and how do you uh, – how quickly do you anticipate uh, being able to, to uh, fill, out, fill out your staff? Uh, it's not going to be hard. Uh, number one, Clean ISD takes care of their teachers and coaches. Um, and two, just <laughs> – being in this for a while, I've got some coaches that have coached for me um, in Lago Vista and, and other places that have gone on and become head coaches. And, and, and of course, they've got coaches that, that, that have been on their staffs. And so we're, we've all kind of networked. And so I hope we get great family men of integrity. Hope we can connect and, um, and, and, and have a common bond in that coach's office to change kids' lives. But, um, you know, my text messages have been pretty, pretty full and my, the phone's been ringing a little bit, and uh, uh, I don't think it'll be hard to put a, a, a great staff together there. Has Ward White's called? I mean, is he thinking about coming out of retirement? Hey, we'll shake the dust off him quick. I, I know he knows a little bit about the kicking game. Um, uh, when he was about 16 years old, he was a, a, a coach at Tarleton when I was playing, so uh, he, st- <laughs> he started out young, and uh, – no, I haven't talked to him personally, but uh, okay, all right. Uh, he hadn't had a chance to give me a hard time yet. <laughs> yeah, Ward. Uh, now you know he'll be excited for you and all that kind of thing, and he's a big fan of yours for for many years. I I hope you just uh, ask for like an Aranda type deal uh, through 2029, um, and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, <laughs> just get a get a nice long term deal. But uh, well, we're excited. out. <laughs> Go you ahead. Want me to ask for a long-term deal and ain't even started yet, boy. <laughs> well, you got to ask for it first. Yeah, yeah. I might tell him, hey, Mister Mosley sent me over a check on this. Y'all mind answering this question? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're. I'm gonna. You know, I'm uh, spending a lot of my time out there at Mill Creek, and I think I can calm the folks down out around the golf course and that bunch. So. uh there will come a time when you, everything will kind of go back to normal and all that. But congratulations on all your success. And, uh, Alan, it's it's very exciting and uh, anxious to see. Uh, uh, with you involved, I think Chaparral won't take them long to get rolling. So uh, congratulations and uh, continued success. And as the slot T moves right on over to Colleen. We're going to try to find something that can take it, take it up and down the field. You know, I really appreciate you and, and – uh, I'm thankful for you, and uh, like I say, I appreciate you understanding, and and uh, thanks for having me on. You bet, you bet, uh, Coach. Loved, loved, loved having you, and uh, all the best. There he goes, Alan Hare, the head football coach, athletic director, uh, over at uh, Colleen Chaparral. I've got to get used to saying it, but uh, that's where he is headed. All right, it is time for something we call campus confidential. Lots going on in college football today. We bring you up on the latest next. Baylor Baseball 
all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Coach Rod and the Bears opening the new season with a three-game series at Baylor Ballpark this weekend against Maryland. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Why do liberals hate Josh Tetons? Is it because Josh Tetons is the most conservative candidate in the race for district attorney? Maybe it's because Josh Tetons has the unanimous support of law enforcement organizations in McLennan County, including endorsements from Sheriff Parnell McNamara, the Waco Police Association, and the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County. It could be because Josh Tetons is the only candidate for district attorney who has pledged to fight the radical left's effort to defund the police and turn our streets into a war zone. Or maybe it's because Josh stands strong for election integrity and prosecuting election fraud in our county. So why do liberals hate Josh Tetons? Because he's a strong conservative Republican. In the Republican primary, send a message that we support law and order conservatives here in McLennan County. Vote for Josh Tetons for district attorney. I'm Josh Tetons, the conservative Republican candidate for McLennan County District Attorney. And I approve this message because it's time we had a district attorney who supports law enforcement in our county. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystosow.com. That's 5 days to so.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we're here for the week-long warriors, those who work Monday through Friday and sweat through Sunday. We're here for those who get up early and leave the job site dirty. Northern Tool has thousands of professional-grade tools from brands that built America. Steel, Milwaukee, Lincoln Electric. We're proud to serve the week-long warriors every single day. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Check them out at northerntool.com. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Since 1859, Baylor Lion Foundation has been helping you make the Baylor family better as an independent voice for Baylor students, alumni, and fans. Take part in that tradition by honoring some of the best and the brightest Bears you know at this year's Hall of Fame Awards Ceremony. Join us for a night of celebration at 6 p.m. Friday, February 25th at the Baylor Club inside McLean Stadium. 
To see this year's honorees and purchase tickets, visit BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks beat the New Orleans Pelicans on the road 125 to 118 last night. Baylor softball has their home opener this weekend, starting with Oregon. You can hear those games on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball starts their season tonight with a three-game series hosting Maryland. First pitch tonight at 6:30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number seven, Baylor basketball in action tomorrow, hosting TCU in the Farrell Center. It's an 11 a.m. tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And number seven, Baylor women will finish a back-to-back with TCU in Fort Worth tomorrow, a 1 o'clock tip, and you can catch that game on 104.9 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, and uh, lots to discuss today. Didn't want to bring you up to date. Uh, Baylor softball, and uh, Aaron, let our folks know where they can, uh, if they wanted to kind of check in on uh, our man J-Mo doing some Baylor softball. Boy, J-Mo's unbelievable. He can do a show at 3 o'clock on on this station and also be on another station. Aaron, <laughs> someday you're going to have to explain to me how he could pull something like that off. But uh, what uh, uh, wh- where can they where can they listen to that? Uh, you can listen to Baylor softball on Cool 101.3. 101.3. I like that. 101.3. And, you can, and the uh, TV broadcast is on ESPN Plus right okay. now. Uh, in game one, bottom of the sixth inning, Baylor leading number 13, Oregon, three to nothing. Ooh, I like that. Aaron's got it on there. He's got his ESPN Plus geared up. And uh, I did notice, Aaron, the uh, – I love this. I was I was watching a little highlight on Twitter, and uh, the uh, somebody tried to steal, steal a base on this catcher for the Bears. And uh, uh, Sydney uh, – that's Sydney uh, Colazos. And Sydney gave him kind of the, the finger wag, you know, kind of a dikembo, like don't don't do that on me. I like that, <laughs> Sydney Colossos. We may need to have her on. I kind of like that. Now this this pitcher for, for the Bears, my goodness. I mean, I'm just kind of watching a little bit of what's going on out there today, um, and she brings some heat. Is that that's uh, Dari? Whoa. I, mean, I just was kind of watching a little bit of that, and uh, she she will she will get with it there, and uh, that is uh, that is great. And so the first score of the season looks like uh, uh, Mackenzie Wilson uh, came on home for that one, and then also uh, there was a steal of home on that third on that uh, third run of the game. So as Aaron reported, Bears up 3-0. Can we do like live cut-ins, Aaron? Could we just like, can you pot up one oh whatever one oh one three, and just kind of check on the game every once in a while? I bet I bet we could do that. I'm, uh, this lineup, by the way, today's lineup. I mean, this is a tough. This is a this is a really talented group. I was just looking, uh, and I, I was want to make sure I had this right for the uh, 
who stole home. Sounds like an old Abbott and Costello act I'm about to do. Uh, Aaliyah third Benford. Base. Yeah, third baseman. What are you going to say, Aaron? No, the Abbott and Costello thing. Oh, <laughs> okay. Aaron's, Aaron jumped right in on my Abbott and Costello routine. I like that. Um, that is really uh, – this, this is a – this is a this is an exciting team, and uh, so cool to cool to get them started today. All right, Aaron, go ahead. Go ahead with our normal normally scheduled campus confidential. We talked about this in the first segment, but after a month of lengthy debates and multiple meetings about expansion, the college football playoff will remain at four teams through the end of its current twelve-year contract, which expires following the twenty twenty-five season. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock said today, by choosing to remain at four teams for four more years. The 10 FBS conferences at Notre Dame will be forfeiting roughly $450 million in potential revenue. Hancock says he still believes an expanded field is possible in the next contract. ACC commissioners publicly stated that his conference was united in his stance tonight. That is not the right time for expansion because the sport first needs to consider the impact of name, image, and likeness rules, the transfer portal, an NCAA governance structure that's undergoing a major overhaul. Yeah. And uh, Mike Oresco had uh, the uh, AAC commissioner um, was against the Big Ten's push for automatic qualifiers, saying it favors privilege for privilege's sake. So there were a couple of different, and and as we've talked about, uh, the Pac-12 wants to make sure that they still get a team in the Rose Bowl on the same day. Oh, yeah. So there's been multiple dumb reasons for it not Uh happening, and so it won't. But you can tell by the way uh, the SEC commissioner has talked about it. They're obviously fine with four teams. They got two teams in this year. They're going to have at least one team every year. And when that contract is up in 2025, everything may look totally different, and the SEC may do something completely different. Who knows? Yeah, I mean they, they're not. They, in fact, they, he he basically said that he didn't think it was a failure, uh, not to expand or whatever, and and basically even later followed that up with he could see the SEC voting maybe in 2026 not to expand at all. So the problem with kicking this down, kicking the can down the road is that. Other teams will dig in, and, and Aaron's right. Other teams are going to have new TV deals. They're going to they're negotiating. Uh, the Big Ten thinks they they're going to get some kind of crazy like billion dollar deal. That's all going to be happening around the time that the, that <clears throat> this comes up, and uh, and this expires in 2025. So part of this was the changing landscape of, of college football. But again, all this was just domino effect of. Texas and OU deciding to leave that destabilized college athletics. Uh, alliances were formed. Other leagues decided to do this and that. Big 12, obviously, when they finally found their footing, uh, I say finally, they did a pretty nice job of it. I think they were hurt and wounded for a little while, and then they were able to react in, in bringing in four new schools from the American Athletic Conference. But this is uh, this is not – the main thing I'm I'm saying right now is for us, selfishly, I'm talking about fans of the game, which as media we are fans as well. We love watching it, okay? If you're if somebody in the media says, I'm not a fan, I mean, well, they should get out of the job because you 
you don't have to be a fan of an individual team, but you really should be a fan of the sport you're covering because you you just uh, you have to have that passion. And there's a lot of passion for college football, but there's not always common sense to match that. And seemingly, you would think that with all the money on the table and all the excitement and, and other teams being brought into this and the TV revenue, all the different things at stake, you would have thought they would have been able to figure something out. But as we've seen with not only NCAA, but different conferences, uh, people act selfishly. Okay, what, what do you think Texas and OU did in the end? Well, they thought they could make more money and have a, a better platform, and they thought it was better for their future to leave the Big 12. And they didn't care. I mean, you know, we had to find out the hard way. But, you know, in the, in the end, Texas doesn't give a rip about Baylor. OU doesn't give a rip about Oklahoma State or Baylor or Tech. They just don't. And that's okay. That's okay. I mean, now, you know, did they do it in kind of a secretive way? Sure. But, I mean, it's, it's to be expected. And, uh, again, I don't know why this conference didn't uh, – I, I still don't quite understand why the commissioner wasn't held more accountable. I think eventually he will be. But um, I think people like Mac Rhodes and, and, and uh, Dr. Linda Livingstone, the Baylor president, acted in a huge way to help save this conference and preserve its footing. And, and I guess they're just all kind enough to let Bob it, try to lead the parade when, uh, when Bob needs to, to kind of, you know, move on and go, go watch parades. All right, Aaron, what else, uh, what else do you have for us? Auburn head coach Brian Harson needed an offensive coordinator, so what do you think he did, Matt? Auburn, Harson's going to at least get one more year. Who would take the offensive coordinator job at Auburn? Hmm. Go ahead and tell me. He promoted from within. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't Not think somebody exciting. No, no, it's it's uh, and no and no offense to uh, Eric Keesaw, who's the new offensive oh, coordinator for him. I'm but sure he was no offense taken. No <laughs> offense taken, Aaron, <laughs> yeah. by by the guy that you don't even know. Neither of us have ever heard from in our nope. life. What's his name? Eric Keesaw. Yeah. Okay. Way to go, Eric. And, uh, What's he Eric's was, background? Did you look and see what Eric's background was? Yeah, he he's been with uh, Harson. He he's been the uh, wide receivers coach uh, for the past couple of years, and uh, he spent four years under Harson at Boise State as a senior offensive analyst. Moved to the wide receivers role after um, Harson came to Auburn, so he gets a promotion this year. But yeah, there was no way anyone was leaving any school to take that job with uh, with the job security that that he has now, which is basically none. <laughs> well, they tell me that it, it was uh, it was between Alan Hare and this guy you mentioned, and Alan decided to go with uh, Chaparral over uh, over Auburn. I don't blame him either. Um, I think uh, I think this Chaparral thing. I'm still I'm still hurting a little bit, Aaron. Can you tell my man Alan? like my one of my favorite coaches in the area and he's leaving us he's leaving i just i just feel like um but here's the deal if you are someone who went to salado high school played there 
and love it as much as Alan does, I think you should get the benefit of the doubt if you decide to leave. I mean, I, it's, it's sad. I, I hate it. I'm sure the parents hate it because he's done so well there. But, you know, it, it, I, think, I think you owe it to Alan to, to be kind about this. I really do. In, in the, I, I get it, man. There's going to be hurt feelings when a coach leaves and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I'm joking a little bit, Aaron, but, I mean, it is. That's tough. That's tough when one of your own who you care so much about leaves. I mean, it just is a – that's a tough deal. But, uh, anyway, Allen here. I wish him the best. Chaparral. I hope uh, I hope they go out there and do a great job, beat those Pflugerville, those evil Pflugerville. Can they hear us in Pflugerville, Aaron? I bet they can. Well, shout out to Pflugerville. Uh, I like those schools out there. I like Leander and uh, some of these other schools. Belton obviously has a tremendous program. So it's going to be – I think Belton's going to be great next season from what I'm hearing. Sources tell me. Sources that may be Ward White's. All right, Aaron, anything else you wanted to add? I mean, I, I don't want to rush you. Did any uh, any other campus confidential you needed to uh, add? We, we have uh, Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen coming up, so we probably should get to that. Well, it is always interesting. In, in fact, uh, he's a good guy to have on because he's the guy who broke the news uh, across the state that uh, Alan Hare was indeed leaving Salado to go to Colleen Chaparral. And uh, even the great Step, what's that guy's name? Aaron Step, uh, Matt Step. He, he breaks usually all the coaching news. Curtis Quillen scooped even Matt Step, so that was a great, great job. Curtis Quillen with his weekly chillin' with Quillen is next. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit ryanlunatx.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. 
Clayo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. America is at a crossroad, and Texans have answers. The Democratic Party defames law enforcement and defunds police, and that's created a nationwide crime crisis. Right now is the time to stand against the Biden-Pelosi tyrannical agenda. They're crushing the rule of law and the Second Amendment. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions representing the 17th Congressional District of Texas. I will be on your ballot this March 1st as your conservative Republican congressman. I'm a lifetime member of the National Rifle Association and won their endorsement along with the Texas State Rifle Association. With your help, the Republican Party will regain the majority in Congress and reclaim the rule of law. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. <laughs> Time for Chilling with Quilling on ESPN Central Texas. It is time for Chilling with Quilling. Every Friday we uh, we do it and uh, so much to talk about. It is Curtis Quillen, the uh, sports director at Channel 6, getting ready for a busy weekend of activity. We've got, um, we've got playoff basketball uh, girls and boys basketball. We've got uh, big, big uh, breaking news in college football today. 
And then, of course, college hoops uh, coming up this weekend as well. And, uh, Curtis, it's uh, always fun to catch up with you. I, uh, I Let's start with the, the today's breaking news that college football playoff is not going to expand before 2025. In fact, it'll go through, I guess, the 2025 season, and then they'll try to come up with a new plan for 2026. Uh, and I, I would imagine if it is expanded, it'll look a lot like what they figured out this season, but uh, through various, for a lot of different reasons, it did not happen. Curtis, um, are, are you surprised that, that they could not work this out, or you think there was just too much bad blood? And uh, it's funny who we blame. We're now blaming the ACC, but of course, we probably none of this. We probably would have the expanded playoff if not for OU and Texas leaving. So, it, it, the cause and effect. I, I guess I would start the blame probably with the SEC, and then you can you can uh, let it trickle on down. I you know it's easy to blame the SEC, and I'm kind of there with you. I don't necessarily think it's the ACC's fault, although I think they for sure didn't help it. Who I'm really blaming here is the athletic directors and the presidents and and all these executives who couldn't get out of their own way, couldn't get out of the sports way, because non-expanded playoff, keeping it at four for four more years, doesn't hurt anybody except for the players and the coaches. Checks still get cash. It, it's the best thing that could happen for the sport. And so naturally, because it's college football, it's the best thing that could happen for college football right it's not going to happen because that's just kind of the way that this sport operates and it's one of the absolute it's what it's one of the dumbest things about college football if we're being completely honest um i think the playoff needs to expand i think we saw that hey look ratings don't go down just because you let a group of five team into the playoff and so i think you know cincinnati did wonders for the sport and i think it proved a lot and Think of how close we were to having an expanded playoff. And so I do think it's easy to blame the SEC, and I'm right there with you. I'm kind of blaming the SEC um, and OU in Texas. Um, I think there is enough blame to go all the way around. I think that, you know, I think there are some people in the Big 12 that maybe need to look in the mirror and say, are we are we letting our hurt feelings about the way OU in Texas decided to leave for the SEC, get in the way of what's best for our schools and for our sport. I'm not saying that to single out the Big 12. I think every conference in the FBS has a little bit of reflecting to do on their role uh, in today's announcement. You know, I think that's fair, Curtis, um, you know, to look at, at sort of all the conferences. I think the the alliance, the so-called alliance, which was formed with the Big Ten ACC and, and Pac-12, was a direct response to what was, you know, they've they've since just shown to be kind of a a scheduling type alliance. I don't know how much it accomplished, other than maybe helping in not getting this done sooner. There was some thought that maybe you could even have an expanded playoff uh, for the 2024 season. Now, of course, it won't happen until 2026 season at the earliest. To your point about the Big 12, I mean, that's another it's a, it, that's a whole fascinating discussion because you have a somewhat of a lame duck Big 12 commissioner. 
I don't think Bob Bowlesby's going to do the next deal, like the next TV deal, which is a huge thing for the Big 12 moving forward. I don't think Bob Bowlesby's going to be doing that deal. And But Bob was on the committee that um, that came up with this expansion, and, and he's at least presented it publicly that, you know, he still thinks it was the best. But it looks like now, and again, maybe this is they're, they're doing bad PR, that the ACC – um, really was the one that just kind of like, and, and some of the reasons, I, I, I think that's the maddening thing to college football fans and even those of us that cover it, Curtis, is the reason sometimes seems such like hypocrisy, like, you know, oh, we're worried about player safety. Oh, really? I, I, we hadn't heard much about that over the years, but now you're worried about player safety in the expanded playoff, and that's why you're not going to do it. Um I, I almost wish people could be more transparent, Curtis, and just say, we all had our feelings hurt, the world shifted beneath our feet, and so we decided to block this thing. Exactly. And just be honest. Don't, lie, don't Stop lying to people. Stop lying to yourselves. I mean, you, you got your feelings hurt because the SEC just created the first uh, you know, on-paper super conference in college football everybody's feeling that way and about the only person in college football who i've even heard close to being honest about that the only two people george kliavkov the pac-12 commissioner and bob bowlsby in front of a senate here a state senate um committee in austin back in august and so let's all be honest with ourselves in what this is this isn't because of player safety because as we've learned the training that these athletes go through in college football is second to what the nfl and that's it and so these are highly trained athletes who are capable of adding an extra game think about it what what was the format that the that the bullsby uh committee put out it was what top four get a bye and so mm-hmm. if you're playing in a national championship game in this 12 team proposal you're very likely getting a bye at the very or at the very least you're playing at home that first weekend it, you're, you don't have to travel to a different time zone in all likelihood because you're a top six seed. You're going to be either at home or you're going to have a first round bye. People getting their feelings hurt. It's the ACC realizing that the architect that let Abo Sweeney build Clemson into what it is is gone. He's at Miami now. It's the ACC realizing that uh, its best shot at a football dynasty in the next five years is probably Clemson. And that Abel Sweeney has to figure stuff out with new coordinators who didn't help him build it to the level that it's at right now with, you know, his, uh, his offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, going to Virginia and his defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, going to Oklahoma. It's a lot of people getting their feelings hurt and citing concerns that I truly do not think they legitimately have. Yeah, I agree with you. Curtis Quillen, uh, Channel 6 sports director, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It's, uh, I mean, if you think about it, the expanded playoff, uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State would have been in there. Um, and I believe uh, the ACC would have, you know, obviously had Wake Forest in there. Obviously, in the, fi- the, uh, the, the final four format like you'd have, there's no way in the world Wake Forest is able to make it in there. And, and then, of course, most years, as you discussed, Clemson would be in there. And, and Clemson, if you just average it out over the years, is, at, is in the top four. So, again, it's, it's, uh, 
they they in in proving some kind of point they ended up actually hurting themselves they may be upset the ACC that they've done such a ridiculous TV deal with hey, you saw the the news come out that uh, Big Ten is going to get perhaps a billion dollars and so you can imagine the ACC member schools sitting there thinking about the fact that they got locked into whatever it is like a ten or twenty year deal or whatever it is I mean it it looks. Uh, it looks ludicrous at this point. Okay, Curtis, um, I did want to get your take with the uh, some of these high school boys and girls playoffs. Obviously, the girls uh, already getting rolling. Boys are always uh, uh, right behind them. But again, tonight, Midway plays DeSoto for the final playoff spot. Golly, it would be so nice to get out of that district. DeSoto uh, Duncanville, some of those teams have been just so tremendous in both football and basketball. Um, the winner then gets uh, gets Belton, which won the coin toss over with Harker Heights. It does I, I should? Uh, boy, this sounds like a leading question. And it is. Does Midway have any any shot in this thing? Oh yeah, I think it I think it has a shot. I mean, you're talking about a Midway team that beat Desoto at home. Midway and DeSoto split in the regular season with both teams winning on their home floor. So, I mean, they obviously have a shot. This one's going to be on a neutral. I don't remember if I saw where they were, uh, where they eventually decided to play this game, but um, you've obviously got a shot and all the, and you know, both games were obviously close. Uh, uh-huh. This isn't the DeSoto of old, but of course people said that about the DeSoto football team this year. And they, all they did was, you know, win what was it? Two playoff games and get to the third round. And so you've got a really good, you've got a really tradition rich program and you've got a midway team that's, you know, been in every game and just so to at home. And the, the thing that you, you really have to realize with this game is it's not over just because you got into the playoffs. Now you got to turn around. You got to play a Belton team that has been playing really good basketball. Yeah. I understand when Belton beat Harker Heights Heights was without a lot of dudes because they were suspended. That's not lost on me. I think that that's worth saying, but then you look at how Belton played against Harker Heights on the road Tuesday night. They played pretty well in that game, and Heights came away with the win. So you have to factor in that this is a really good Belton team, and so if Midway does get past DeSoto tonight, great. You're on the bracket, and you bounce back in a really big way out of a brutal, brutal, brutal district. Uh, but now you're going into the teeth of it because if you beat Belton, you got another strong test in the second round, and if you win that one, oh, by the way, now you get – you know, your district rival and the number two team in the state of Texas, Duncanville. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that Duncanville team. And then uh, some of these battles, by the way, in the Metroplex, Duncanville, Richardson, Lake Highlands. I mean, some of the elite athleticism is just insane. Um, on the uh, on the girls' side, I always like getting, uh, Curtis, your take on, like, who has the chance to – to kind of hang in there for a while and, and, and go the longest. I mean, we've seen over the years, I mean, I think of Crawford, I, you know, some of the great things they've done in girls' athletics. On the, uh, on the girls' side, who do you, who do you kind of like to, uh, to, 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 to really uh, keep advancing? And who's, who's the best hope for Central Texas? I think there's two. There's one near Waco and there's one near uh, Temple. And so the one near Waco is La Vega. Vega girls are as good as anybody in the state and capable of getting capable of getting to the Alamo Dome. Now, of course, so much of high school basketball is dependent on matchups and because and the way basketball is played in 2022, Matt, so much of it's going to depend on are the shots falling that night. 
but La Vega is good enough to get to the Alamodom, get to the state tournament, and I think that it's the it, it's probably the team in the Waco area with the best chance um, to get there and to keep advancing. This is a team that, if we're being honest, has been rolling all season long and taking down, take, taking names along the way, um, and so this is, uh, I think, the best hope in the Waco area for a really deep run. Um, the other one I'm going to say is Academy. If you, if you include Fairfield in Central Texas, it's Fairfield. Tuesday night's game between Academy and Fairfield on the girls' side going to be, you know, the winner of that one's probably going to be uh, starting to look at hotels in San Antonio uh, for the state tournament. Those are two very, very wow. good teams. I was at that Academy-Troy game last night. Academy looked really good, um, at least in spurts. And in playoff games, if you look good in spurts, you know, sometimes you got to put that one up in the win column. And Academy, I mean, they jump out. I think they pushed the lead as high as 18 in the, while I was there in the third quarter last night. And so that's a team that has its eyes on the state tournament and is good enough to do it. But if you want to be the guy, you got to take down the guy. Right now, guys, Fairfield, they get Tuesday night, and that's going to be a really fun game. All right, uh, that is, and man, some of those smaller schools, especially with girls basketball, the shooting has always been extremely impressive to me, and and you you become, you know, there's obviously more athletic teams across the state, but some of those small town girls basketball, that's when you get people who just, that's all they've been doing since they were like six years old, and and, and you do see some great three-point shooting and that kind of type of thing, so I really do love this time of year. Now, Curtis, uh, uh, Baylor men and women, uh, TCU. I mean, this is this is a strange Baylor women's schedule because of the nature. They had two games in three days against Texas. That was a huge sweep for them. And then two times in four days against TCU. I, this is a little scary to me, this type of game. Bears are rolling. Um, have really, but I mean, you know, TCU kind of hung in there the other night. And in fact, uh, even Baylor hit a big three at the end of the third quarter. That game was close. It, the final score was not indicative of how that game was played. I, I think these are the type of games, if you're the Baylor women, uh, you have to watch out for a little bit because uh, even though TCU's record is not uh, good at like 2-11 and 11 in conference, they do have some talent, especially with Lauren Hurd. Herd's the straw that stirs the drink for TCU, and I think uh, we saw. I think we heard Nikki Collins say as much after that game uh, Wednesday night. And so, you know, it's that's a that's a big time matchup. Yeah, you pretty much have to approach it like, okay, new new team, like not playing the same team from three days ago. This is a team that's going to have uh, time to watch film, just like we had time to watch film, right? And so, Lauren Hurd is awesome. Uh, she's very very good, and yeah, they needed to guard her better at times in that game. Wednesday night, but I think they know that, and I think they'll adjust to it. Look, TCU has some talent, but some of it's undeveloped, and some of it's and some of that offense is so heavily reliant on Lauren Hurt that the rest of that offense goes cold. Kind of become a one a one player offense. Not, and I don't mean that in a in a negative light, but this team is pretty young in some spots, and so for the Bears, you just can't focus on the fact that you beat them the first time you have to take the same approach to fort worth tomorrow and the second time you played mm-hmm. texas in that weekend and i think if they can, if think of the bears can do that they'll be okay 
Yeah, I love uh, and talking to Curtis Quillen from uh, Channel 6. It is chilling with Quillen. We do it every Friday, and it's become uh, it's a much-anticipated uh, segment that we do. Uh, the numbers bear that out, uh, Curtis. You know, you have overnights or whatever you all do in TV. We look at uh, online numbers, streaming. The Quillen is a heavily downloaded uh, segment each week, so kudos to you for that. Now, the, the um, TCU men show up in Waco. First of all, I had to kind of chuckle because, uh, you know, after a tough loss like the other night at Tech, always don't you love it when somebody goes, Coach, what do you think about TCU on when, <laughs> on Saturday? <laughs> but, again, that, I think that was a young reporter. They'll, they'll learn, so I don't want to make too much of that. But th- this is an interesting TCU team because at times they've actually looked like a tournament team this year. At times they look much like, Jamie Dixon's team has looked like for several years now. So Mikey Miles, tremendous, tremendous talent player. Again, this is one of those games that you can't take the tech hangover into this one or you'll get yourself beat. This team is Baylor as talented as they are, they are they've shown that they're capable of losing at home. So I, I again I think this is a uh, you know, this is a this is a big moment for this team because they can either use this as sort of a, a launching point or this could be a rough day. I don't think this is like a, a gimme at all. It's not a gimme at all, and I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. I TCU was bad. This would have trap game written on it, but TCU's not bad. And trap game, to me, kind of insinuates that the team you're playing, this TCU team's very good. If I was putting the bracket together, I would have this Horn Frog Ball Club in the tournament if it started tomorrow. Um, and it's the, the computer metrics actually have TCU as one of the best rebounding teams in the country. You heard the same press conference I did Wednesday night from Scott Drew. Rebounding got them in Lubbock. Texas Tech had more offensive rebounds in the second half than Baylor had offensive or defensive. Baylor had seven rebounds on each end of the floor. Texas Tech had eight offensive rebounds in the second half Wednesday night. It's not a recipe for success when you're going up against a team like TCU. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, you add in the fact that with all this roster turnover, LJ Cryer still not 100%. We saw him play Wednesday night, but talking to Scott Drew today at a press conference for this game, he said, oh, we'll find out if LJ can practice today. We'll see what his tolerance is each day and kind of how he feels before the game and after the game. Could we have played him more? Should we have played him less? Can he play at all? You know, that's those are questions that this team is going to have to answer, uh, Drew said, pretty much for the rest of the season not just with LJ Cryer, but with some other guys. Now, Jeremy Sohan looks like he's back to his old self. And remember, he got hurt against TCU. James Akinjo, uh, Drew made the joke the other day that his, his hamstring injury is behind him, literally. And so, yes, <laughs> got some guys coming back. But, man, when you look at the roster turnover that this team has had this year, or the, the lineup turnover this team has had this year, and you combine that with, TCU's really, really good rebounding abilities. Baylor's going to have its hands full. I think the Bears win, and I think I think I saw the line in Ken Palm was 12. I think the Bears are capable of pulling away at the end because of the guard play. I do give Baylor the edge there, and that's super, super important in, in men's college basketball. Man, yeah. this is a danger zone for the Bears. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, if this goes the wrong way, 
you start instead of I think Baylor people have been thinking only in one and two seed fashion. I get that when you win a national title and you were ranked for number one for quite a bit of time this year, but you 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 get on a little bit of a slide here. You could get down on that four line pretty quickly. So uh, this is uh, this is State last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, to bring up your alma mater, but uh, all right. Well, Curtis, uh, appreciate it. I would say the only thing I would question in all your great work this week is on your Our Time blog, the episode whatever it was seven. Uh, I'm told I made an appearance uh, perhaps on that episode, and I felt like I probably should have led your blog. So that's the only thing I'll dock you on this week, okay? Okay. Hey, you, I got to say, you you live out that, that song. You do wear your sunglasses at night, my man. It looks good. <laughs> that's right. People don't understand it. Uh, I never explain it. All right, Curtis. Appreciate it, buddy. Enjoy your weekend, Matt. There he goes. Curtis Quillen. It is our weekly Chillin' with Quillen. Watch him on Channel 6. Great coverage of local high schools and, of course, Baylor and uh, Big 12. All of it. We appreciate it so much. All right, speaking of uh, Big 12, we're going to continue on this path and get you ready for both of those games. Horn Frogs tomorrow, both teams squaring off. Another morning game for the Bears. We discuss it all next. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, it is a Baylor bold weekend of activities, including the season opener tonight for Coach Rodriguez and Baylor Baseball. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. The Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute latest in Baylor Nike gear. Shop in person or online at baylorshop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by, let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Hope you've downloaded the free Baylor Bold Rewards app. 
Keep track of all of your visits to Baylor Athletics, and there are plenty of opportunities this weekend. It begins with Equestrian hosting South Carolina this morning at 11, women's tennis versus SMU today at 12, softball in a doubleheader against Oregon beginning at 2.30, and Coach Rod and the Baseball Bears opening the new season tonight against Maryland at Baylor Ballpark. One of the questions for Coach Rod is, are there some questions about this year's team that might not be answered until they get on the field? Um, there's a lot of questions that are never answered until we get on the field. Um, you know, I think it, this year is like the first year, I think, in a while that we don't know. You know, we don't have an All-American behind the plate like for the past five years. So, it, um, you know, behind the plate might be a small question mark. Uh, we have some really talented kids that have an opportunity to be back there. So you're going to see a couple kids going back there to, to kind of earn some time. And then normally, you know, our old guys in the back end of the bullpen is a, a tradition for us. And a lot of those guys graduated last year or came back for their COVID year. And so we might have some new faces and some younger guys in the back end of a bullpen, which will be, uh, like I said, it's going to be, I don't want to say hit and miss, uh, but it's a matter of moving the pieces where they need to go to make sure they have the success that they're capable of having. Coach Steve Rodriguez and Baylor Baseball hosting Maryland in a three-game weekend series. Games tonight at 6.30, tomorrow at 3, and Sunday at 1, all right here on ESPN Central Texas. Tomorrow's schedule begins with 7th-ranked Baylor men's basketball hosting TCU in the Farrell Center. At noon, it's softball versus Oregon, 3 o'clock Baylor baseball versus Maryland. On Sunday, women's tennis hosts Mississippi State at noon, and the baseball series with Maryland wraps up at 1. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Have a great weekend. More Monday. I'm John Morris. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be a cold night. Lows dropping to 27 degrees. And your weekend outlook looks pretty good. Mostly sunny skies. It'll be warmer tomorrow, 66. And on Sunday, we start with some sunshine. A lot of clouds moving by lunch with a high of 72. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed and moved the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and, if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 and 9 on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
It's time to save on the powerfully versatile Kubota M7 tractor with up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, and operator-friendly controls and comfort. The hard-working M7. Built right, built ready. Now get the Kubota M7 tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 60 months, plus $8,000 loyalty cash reward. Now through March 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lights with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks beat the New Orleans Pelicans on the road 125 to 118 last night. Baylor softball has their home opener this weekend, starting with Oregon. You can hear those games on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball starts their season tonight with a three-game series hosting Maryland. First pitch tonight at 6:30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number seven, Baylor basketball in action tomorrow, hosting TCU in the Farrell Center. It's an 11 a.m. tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And number seven, Baylor women will finish a back-to-back with TCU in Fort Worth tomorrow, a 1 o'clock tip, and you can catch that game on 104.9 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Been a busy day. Uh, great to hear from Curtis Quillen. Great to hear from Alan Hare, coach at uh, longtime coach at Salado. Well, he came back to Salado, and uh, and as he said, um, I kind of I've kind of followed his career. I was out at Stephenville and uh, as an AD out there, and I think he was ready to get back and start coaching again, and just did a tremendous job getting Salado going. And I, I loved I loved how honest he was with us about you know kind of the he had the powerlifting meet yesterday up at the school he coaches the powerlifting team and he was getting some sideways looks from some of the moms and all that kind of thing and I think some of the moms apologized for uh, some of the things they said perhaps but everybody's right now a little bit that's uh, what happens you got a great coach you like them and as uh, he said it's better than people chasing you out of town which is what what happens to a lot of schools and by the way sometimes they'll chase winning coaches out of town 
I can uh, recall here in recent years, DeSoto has had all kinds of issues. They, they, like, win the state title and then try to run their coach off, like the same, the same year. And, again, I, I, I never did quite understand what was going on there, but it does happen. And Alan Hare just had tremendous success at Salado. He's going to take this uh, Colleen Chaparral job, and it just sounded like he, you know, was looking for maybe one last big challenge in his career. He's still a pretty young guy, but in coaching is such a tough business that sometimes people will retire in their uh, early 50s or late 50s or whatever. But uh, uh, Alan is uh, continuing to to roll on as uh, – and in fact, uh, this this is going to be a quite an undertaking. The as the head athletic director and uh, head coach at Colleen Chaparral. Okay, Aaron, we've uh, we we have a lot going on today. You had some in Campus Confidential, which was the the breaking news today from a college football standpoint was the expanded playoff is not going to happen. All right, I it's. It's not shocking because it seemed like maybe it was going that way. I, I, on top of that, now the NCAA has released something at about 5.15 this afternoon, as only they can, basically saying that they're having an emergency meeting. I believe it's on Monday because NIL has gotten completely out of control. No, no, no shocker. No shocker, folks. I mean, the, I think the thought was name, image, and likeness would help um, – established athletes, men and women, college sports, get them some get them some nice deals. It was fun at first and boy, you know, Matthew Meyer was getting some deals. Other people were uh we knew that uh, Mark Vidal would have been great at this, but then his eligibility was gone or he he's now in the NFL. But it it it's now come uh, a deal where it's open, it's not even an open secret. It's just open that Different universities basically have collectives now, and whether A&M admits it or not, I mean, they obviously had one of the greatest recruiting classes in their history, in its, its history. A&M's recruited well in the past, but nothing like this. Five stars everywhere, four stars, and the number one recruiting class in the country. It's because they have what's called a collective and um, Tennessee's just come right out and, and let themselves get interviewed by the athletic. And uh, as, as far as having it just it admitted, hey, we're trying to come up with, for the 2023 recruiting class, $25 million. I mean, they're just out and out saying it. Well, of course, this has just gotten completely out of control, and now the NCAA is like, oh, my gosh, look at what's happened. Oh, my, there might be some illegal things going on. Way to go, guys. Way to go. Way to think it through, uh, and as always, what the NIL, what the NCAA really wants to happen here is to get bailed out. What does that mean? Well, they want Congress or somebody to come up with a law so because the NCAA can't do anything. Now, they have people that serve the NCAA. In fact, um, our own Dr. Livingstone, the president of Baylor, is, on, uh, is, is one of the head, uh, leading members of of a group that's kind of trying to revisit and, and change uh, the enforcement rules, which have gotten completely out of hand in NCAA. So I, I don't. I want to be clear here. This is not against the administrators or college presidents or the ADs. What I'm saying is the NCAA leadership itself 
is a joke, and it has been for a lot of years. It's why college football and college athletics needs like to either like, break away or come up with a better organization. But the NCAA, the best thing it does is shake people down for money. The best thing the NCAA does is be a corrupt organization. Uh, and it's, gr- it's great at that. But as far as, like, being efficient, and it'll take huge checks and make a billion dollars off the NCAA March Madness, it does that. But it has no clue how to manage these kind of situations. So this is what's going on today. The, the different conferences have certainly all turned on each other. Because even though expansion would probably be best for everybody, I'm talking about an expanded playoff in college football, they're fighting on this. By the way, if you want to sound off on this, love hearing from our folks. Whether you want to text us or call us, the number is the same, 254-662-1660. So, again, the news today is that there's no expansion on the playoff. It'll, it won't happen until the 2026 season at the earliest. And who knows if they'll even be able to get something in place by then. There's a chance they just kind of roll this thing over and, 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 and do like a keep going with a four. I mean, think how long it took them to go from whatever the BCS and the weird computer rankings and all that to where they put this committee together, the college football playoff committee together, to come up with these four teams and the thought was, okay, they're going to go to 12, and it looked like they'd put together a pretty good deal. I mean, Aaron and I talked about it. We went over the rules. We went over what the committee came up with. Bob Bowlesby for the Big 12 was on there. I think maybe Michael Resco was on it from the American Athletic Conference. I mean, it, I think Sankey was on there. It's one of the reasons Bob Bowlesby felt so betrayed by UT and, and OU and Greg Sankey and everybody involved is because he was serving with them on this committee. He was serving hand-in-hand with, with Chris Del Conte from Texas, and all the while, they behind his back, they were putting a deal together to leave the conference. He got duped, and yet our conference is just like, well, why don't we just keep letting Bob run this thing? Yeah, yeah, good job, good job. That's, uh, that seems like a, a great thing. But a lot going on today in that world, and then also – the, um, the Baylor men and women have games against TCU tomorrow. So we will, uh, the Baylor men, you can hear them on ESPN Central Texas tomorrow, and that will start up at, uh, the Baylor men's game starts at 11, so that will be a 10.30 start. And then as far as what's going on today, in our own uh, John Morris was out uh, calling some Baylor softball, and I wanted to get you updated there. Of course, the Baylor baseball season starts today. Maryland in town for that. So we are very, very busy at our family of networks here at the uh, at m Broadcasting and here at ESPN Central Texas. The, um, the women did go ahead and win that game, and it was against a ranked opponent, Oregon. Oregon comes in ranked 12th in the country, and the Bears uh, beat Oregon Three nothing. In fact, there was a still of home in this game, and uh, this was a. It's just a nice game. I've been watching a little bit of the highlights of this one, but Oregon, pretty good program, pretty good team that they brought in, and but they uh, uh, from Eugene, but they could not get it done. And a tremendous outing. Uh, 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 Dari went out there 
and in their first game just blanked a team and really looked good. They threw some players out of the base paths. Good game by softball. All right, we do have something we call the dismount, and it's next. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm. The Baylor women on the road at TCU this Saturday, 1230 for the countdown to tip-off, 1 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball all season long. This Saturday on 104.9 FM. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Say big during the President's Day sales event at Allen Samuels. The new 2022 Wagoneer Series 2 and 3 has 2.9% for 72 months plus $1,500 in bonus cash. For all first responders, get an extra $500. Shop this incredible vehicle for performance, style, and reliability today from Allen Samuels in Waco with a President's Day sales event going on now. Come shop their 150 new car and truck inventory. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks beat the New Orleans Pelicans on the road 125 to 118 last night. Baylor softball has their home opener this weekend starting with Oregon. You can hear those games on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball starts their season tonight with a three-game series hosting Maryland. First pitch tonight at 6.30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number seven, Baylor basketball in action tomorrow, hosting TCU in the Farrell Center. It's an 11 a.m. tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And number seven, Baylor women will finish a back-to-back with TCU in Fort Worth tomorrow, a 1 o'clock tip, and you can catch that game on 104.9 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On is Matt Mosley. Time to say good night to you, good week to you, and then uh, of course we've got lots going on this weekend. We got softball. Softball just won over Oregon. Baseball three-game set with the uh, Terrapins, the Terps have uh, have come to town, and so baseball will get going this evening. And we got it all, of course, all over our uh, family of stations tomorrow. ESPN Central Texas will have the Baylor men versus TCU. That's an 11 a.m. start, and then of course uh, they'll crank it up at one o'clock. The uh, the Baylor women will be in Fort Worth. Aaron, I that one is, uh, and I, I brought it up with Curtis. That one is one to watch because this TCU team, they they're they're pesky, and the other night they were in that game, and then it got away from them late. So going in there on the road, Baylor team feeling good about itself. I think uh, the great the greatest news is that Queen Egbo is she's become becoming dominant again. I mean she goes through spurts and. She'll have an off game here or there, but but lately, she when she is 20 points, 10 rebounds type player, which she has been the last three or four games, it, it is Baylor is a, a threat to the Final Four. When she's not, they're not. I mean, it's, it's kind of as simple as that. You know what you're going to get in Alyssa every time out. Alyssa's going to get you 20 and 11, 20 and 8, whatever. She's going to I mean, she's going to do it every time she goes out. But if Queen Egbo and Sarah Andrews can score. Asbury, uh, Jordan Lewis can can flat out get it done. So it's a it's a really good team, but uh, they've got to got to go ahead and and hang in there and take it to TCU. Aaron, are you worried about that game at all on the men's or women's side? I'm really not. I think they both win easily. Mm-hmm. I like that. Both men and women. TCU men, hard to figure. Have had good moments this year, but Jamie Dixon's let it get away from him here lately. That game's at 11 tomorrow. I want everybody to have a tremendous weekend, and we will be back with you at 4 o'clock on Monday. Hope you have a, a nice day off for most of you. Okay, have a great weekend. Good night. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. 
everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on the Friday Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, we'll look at tomorrow's full slate of games in the Big 12 conference, including TCU headed to Waco to take on 7th-ranked Baylor. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. Baylor 